Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Mental Health Awareness right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest is Laurie Shetter. Pronounce it? Shenyer. Shenyer. It looks like Shender, Shenger, but it's Shenyer. It's Hungarian name, which is quite exotic, so beautiful. But we're going to be talking about the infinite mindset, you know, the, uh, the hostage negotiation of the mind. We're also going to be talking the fact that she is one of our wonderful uh, contributors in our Forgotten Children book series, where she will be talking about children and um, the mindset around them and things that need to be changed. So please stay tuned because there's going to be a great deal coming from Laurie down the road here. But, you know, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, you know, um, it's about really actually understanding our mind, what our mind is actually telling us. Um, are we allowing it to dictate everything? Are we in tuning everything else along with the conversation? And she says that she's an educator. She was an educator of the year in 2023 from the Rise to Greater Heights Foundation, the award acknowledging the accomplishments of individuals who lead, teach, and inspire all learners. She's an international motivational speaker and international best-selling author. And uh, last seen speaking on the stage of Cambridge University in the UK and co-authoring a book called the uh, Marie Diamond. Laurie is thrilled to be a part of the project uh, with uh, her youth and the lighter to empowered success is not the uh, the sky is not the limit your mindset is and that's very true you know it's very often the universe is speaking to us, the heart, soul, and spirit is speaking to us, everything is speaking to us, but our mind is in the way. Welcome to the show, Laurie. How do we get the chatter to shut up so we can truly listen to what we need to hear? Hi, love. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for the lovely introduction. It's great to be here today with your listeners. Mindset, you know, people think is that you've just got to speak to the mind and the mind won't know what it needs to do. But, you know, for me is the wisdom is in the knowingness. It is in the, you know, the, the intuitive divine, whatever you like to call it, knowledge that knows how to extract what knowledge you've got in your mind and what to do with it. Because after all, the mind is just full of information, of data. And if we don't know how to use it properly, that's where we get confused, right? Yes, so true. And I take it a little bit deeper is that with that as well. And we are hostage to the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we need to really learn that the mind is really just a tool, like a chalkboard to put something out there. But where we get our wisdom from, I believe, is the, the heart the heart has its own feeling and processing system. Yeah. And I really feel it's about learning how to make that connection where you put 
you know, whatever it is you want to think about in your mindset, and then you feel your way and you navigate it through there and you make that connection. And I really feel that is such a huge missing piece right now, especially with our youth today and all of the technology that gets in the way of us really being able to understand the power and the wisdom of our heart. Mm -hmm. So also the other thing that triggered a thought of me as you were talking there is that there is wisdom in pain. Mm -hmm. And we move forward from that. And if we were just in the mind all the time, you can you can think about what I've just said and go, okay, maybe that's why I'm not moving forward. The mind is not feeling my way through this. Do I want something better? Do I want something more? Not how do I think about it? How do I feel about it? If that makes sense. Hundred percent. We dismiss the feelings. You know, part mm-hmm. of it, maybe it's too painful. Well, the thing is, if you're uncomfortable, that's the invitation to change. That's the yes. invitation to deal whatever is causing you to feel this way and to, you know, move down a different road where you're going to feel better. It's not think better. It's not thoughts better. Those are a result of how you feel. Yes, very, very true. And, you know, when we're doing that feeling better it's also about um like i teach addictions i'm I'm an addictions instructor and i've been doing that for a long time and one of the things that i tell my students a lot is that you are not stuck and when they tell me like oh Lori, i'm so stuck today i go wow congratulations and they'll look at me and they'll go okay that seems a little weird and i go no you're ready to level up yeah yes so when we're feeling like we're stuck often that's because we're ready to come out of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. and to create something new and a lot of people now you hear the catchphrases a lot all over what's my purpose You know, and people are looking for that bigger meaning. The true meaning of purpose to me is we are here as creators. Yes, yes. And that is our purpose to create. And whether that is to create happiness in somebody by giving them a hug, by helping a neighbor across the street or shoveling in the wintertime, something like that, that is our purpose. And that is what moves us forward to. Exactly. I think a meaningful purpose is the is is the skill that we're given. You know, we find mm-hmm. that purpose. We find what it is we're good at. We find what it is we're passionate about. That's something that gets us up every day that drives us forward to do, right? But if the heart isn't in it, you're not in right. your purpose. The heart has to be engaged. The spirit has to be engaged. This has to be something that you will wholeheartedly do and you're driven to do. And all you've done is discovered the tools and how to do it. But I think our journey is always discovering, you know, who am I? What am I here to do? And how do I do it? Well, if you navigate through feelings, you know, there's a reason why we have the bad feelings. It's for empathy. It's for compassion. It's for us to understand lack or loss. It also helps us understand gain and abundance in a totally different mindset. Yes, and if you look at it that way, we can remove the word bad 
and we can remove the word negative from emotions. Yes. They're just emotions and emotions are signals to us. That's what they're serving. And if I can recognize anger or frustration and go, oh, okay, that's what it is. There is no negative or bad to that. I need to experience that so that I can be on top of it and I can be in front of my pain story so that I can move forward and help others move forward so that I'm not stuck in the quicksand of the heaviness of these other adjectives. So we need them all. Yeah. Yeah. I call that kind of, you know, um, emotion happens to you for a certain reason. It's an indication of where you're at or what's happening. It's deal with the emotion, spend the emotion, but don't become emotional over the emotion. Very good. Yes. And, and it's, you can think of it as a thermometer. Yeah. You know, I talk about, you know, mindset and where are you at? Where's your thermometer for your emotions at? You know, do you yes. need to adjust it? And, and you know, to think that, uh, oh, I found my path, one straight road. No, that's not how it works. We're not straight linear creatures. We're actually not. You know, we are meant to twist and turn. You look at our DNA, you look at the flow of energy, you look at the wind, you look at water. Everything has a ripple or an intertwined rhythm to it. And so this straight line that we think that we need to go on as human beings, that rigidity has us missing out on so much that we're meant to gather along the way of our journey. Yes. And, you know, funny enough, I talk about that in some of my speeches that our journey is not linear. It is meant to be in a spiral because when you also think about it in your context, that spiral is always taking you back to who you are, taking you back to your heart. Your heart always knows what is it that I really want. And when we feel again, like we need to level up, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of saying that you're stuck, we'll, we'll just say we'll need to level up. Two really good questions to ask are, what is it that I need to do? And who do I know that can help me? Yeah. We need to change our language. You know, yeah. And and it's what work do I need to do? What do Mm -hmm. I need to read? Whom do I need to listen to? How do I need to participate? Not just wait for someone to fix me. Right. Or tell me what to do. But how do I participate in my own healing and pay attention to those that I need to listen to or I need to read or I need to be proactive over? A lot of people are waiting things for happening to happen to them instead of being interactive with their own life. Yes. And we don't need to fix ourselves. We're not broken. Machines get broken. You know, dishes get broken. We need to heal. Yes. We feel broken because people have made us feel in pieces. They, you know, we, we don't feel whole, so therefore we feel broken. But we're not broken. All we are is in discovery of what our whole yes. is. That, that's very true. Yes, I like what you've said. And if we continue to have the narrative of, well, I need to fix this in me or words like that, then the mind is only going to create more things to fix. Yes. To get in there and dig around with. But if I say, you know, I need healing, just feel how that is. There's expansiveness within you when yeah. you say, okay, how do I heal this? How do I move forward with this? There's such a gentler, more movement. Mm. It's an easier flow. I think it first starts with recognizing 
okay, I don't like where I'm at. All right. Mm -hmm. Is this a pause for me to rethink, to review and redirect? Um, is this a state of being I've got myself into and I don't like where I am and I don't know where I'm going? And that sometimes just that simple loving on yourself, <laughs> literally a hug, being kind to yourself, not beating yourself up. Why don't I know? Well, what is this going on? Why didn't this work out? Don't need any of that. That's unproductive. Right. It's like, yes. OK, you're at a pause. You're at a standpoint. You don't know mm -hmm. where to move forward right now. How about you acknowledge where you are? Yeah. What do you need in the moment? Right. And look at what a great gift you gave yourself by getting you to that point. Yeah. Right. Um, our journeys are such beautiful creations of purpose. Yes. Right. So even if we say like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And that wasn't good. And why did it take me so long to do this? It was all wonderful part of the unfolding and everywhere you are is where you need to be. Yeah. And I understand though that that can be a challenging concept for people to grasp and hold on to when they're in the middle of something. Yes, exactly. Especially if they're unsure footed. I'm not sure, you know, where am I putting the foot, you know, in, in the right place. And, and it's like, again, trust your gut, yes. trust your heart and soul. You know, your heart and soul is your compass. You know, go in, feel it. Does it feel right? Don't argue. Don't think. Because no. the brain will always talk you out or into something wrong, right? So trust the heart and go. Just be still for the moment. What feels right in this moment? Yes. Uh, and, you know, that's part of the job of the mind. And it does, it's, does it great. Yes. <laughs> right? It's, it's to keep you right where you are. But... There's three really easy steps to a life plan. You choose what you want to feel, okay? You work out what gives you those feelings, and then you design your life around that. Yeah. Like, isn't that just like a very simple way to look at a life plan? And it really does get the monkey mind to yeah. quiet its chatter for a bit. Yes, either participate productively or don't participate at all. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, in a lot of ways, you know, how do I want to feel? And this is why I say, when people come to manifestation, I want a car, I want this, I want that. And they think of objects. And I think if you really want to manifest something, tell the universe of how you want to feel. Yes. Then get out of the way. The universe will give you what it is you need. That's going yeah. to make you feel that way. But how do you want to feel? Because that's the energy that the universe works on. It doesn't yes. know vehicles or cars or this or that, right? It is, it's your energy. How do you want to feel? And yes. they can tell by the feeling, you know, that, this is important or this is higher energy, this is more needed. And the universe has a wonderful way of manifesting it. But half the time people are asking for the wrong thing and, you know, expecting it to be an Amazon delivery. <laughs> yeah, so they're just asking it from the mind and then getting busy and going around and doing things. And then, well, why didn't it show up yet? Well, how will you know unless you have stopped, centered yourself and yes. felt about, okay, was this the right decision at the right time? How am I feeling in this moment? You don't even have to connect it to what it was that you were hoping to materialize in your life. Just where's my feeling at? Yeah. And yeah. is that the reason why it's not here yet? Was it, was it a, you know, um, 
an, an outside expectation feeling that you're putting out there. I mm -hmm. want to be successful. I want to be rich. I want to be popular. You know, I want to feel popular and all of that. Well, that's just, you know, you could be popular as a serial killer. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it is like, you know, um, I, I want to feel abundant within my heart and soul. I want to feel uh, really meaningful, purposeful in the work that I do. You know, I want to enrich my life and the life of others. And that is a feeling that yes. is more tangible. But I think it's where the mind comes into it is be careful how you are articulating your yes. desires. Yes. And, you know, if we're going to ask ourselves, I want to be successful, then it would be, how will I know what that is mm -hmm. what will i feel like when i'm successful yeah and step into that mm -hmm. yeah and, in, and i think a lot of you know what's happened a lot and i'm going to touch on addictions in a moment because i have a whole addiction platform here too as well everybody becomes addictive to something yes. anything that makes them escape the anguish agony suffering pain of life and it makes them feel good even if it's for a moment they they go over to it because they just want that relief in the moment. And then that moment becomes more and more. I need the relief. I relieve the relief. And they forget to work then on the problem. And they never mm. escape the problem because they're always in looking for that temporary relief. You know, that I feel comes a great deal from this outside living life of you should be, you're only popular if... Uh, you've got to excel at that to be anything important in life. And with all those outside expectations, so you've got to be, got to be, got to be. And nobody's saying, but I see you, who you really are, the abundance of who you really are. Why we're chasing that illusion. Right. We're not connecting with ourselves. We're losing ourselves. Do you think that's where addiction mostly comes from? Is you know, never mind, obviously, pain and anguish of suffering of things that have been done to people and what they've gone through. But this uh, expectation of that you've got to be so much more than what you really are? Well, I feel it's kind of like a side effect. of, And where I feel it's really stemming from the addiction is the thought that we're holding. Mm. We repeat it over and over and over. And that's the addiction. And then that creates the feeling, which creates the behavior, which creates... Well, now I have to go out and search for something to fill that void. Yeah. Who are you without your thought? Mm. One of the you know greatest authors that I really love her work is Byron Quick Katie. Who are you without that thought? Mm -hmm. mm. And who are we without that thought? Right? And can yeah. you let go of it? Yes. Is it okay? Why are you holding on to it? What is the purpose of it? What is it serving for you? So, you know, the addiction part is the thought. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're holding on to that. And again, we're running away in a linear fashion. Yes. Right? Yes. We're trying to run away for something where if you just sat in your heart, you'd go, you know what? This is okay. You know, it, the experience can't catch me if I stand still and deal with it. That's the key dealing with it yeah right you know the old adage a stitch in time so you know right. say it's nine and and if you don't deal with it in the now and you know i say get yourself into a space a heart space you know a loving heart space uh, that i'm going to deal with this and i know it's big yes. and where is the love in myself 
where is the love for myself even if i have to fake it right now right. you know uh, to deal with this where i don't feel so vulnerable you know the courage yeah. comes from the heart yes right and the wisdom comes from the pain yes exactly and the soul because... wisdom the soul journey yeah and what is that pain trying to teach you yeah why is it here? What's what's it telling you? Like, even if it's like, oh, I'm really cranky today. Okay. <laughs> Why did it show up? What what does it want from you? You know? And it, it's like a little puppy who's nipping at her heels. It wants her attention. Yes. It wants to be fed. It doesn't want to be the problem anymore. There's something missing, right? Yes. So think of it in that way. It's like stop and go, okay. What do I have to give to attention to this thought to make it calm down? Right. Right. Do I need to look at myself and go, oh, oh, you know what? You're a good person. No matter what happened, circumstances happen for us. Yes. Right. And yes. that's that's a challenge to switch that too. instead of saying, well, it happened to me. Yeah, it happened for you, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, yes. and I and I understand that I've been through a lot of challenges in my own life where if you would be telling me this, you know, in my past, I'd go, yeah, right. Be quiet, Sarah. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> but, but you know, it really does. We yes. really need to stop and listen to our intuitive guidance system. It's there. It never lets us down. It's just we're not tuned into the right channel. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, we've got this channel of pain and anguish. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, the, what was done to you was wrong. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. But are you going to stay in that victimization? Are you going to stay in that suffering? Can you answer me this question? Does it benefit you? Yeah. If the answer is no, which it should be, <laughs> if the answer <laughs> is no, then, well, what are you going to do to empower yourself? Because you are so much more courageous. You're so much stronger. You have so many abilities. You've got your meaningful purpose knocking on your door saying, find me. But you've got to take the journey to do it. Don't sell yourself short. Right. Yeah. Yes. Listen to what your heart is feeding you in the way <laughs> of a feeling. And say, I want more of that. Now, what's the thought that will match that feeling? And do it from that perspective. What happens when you've got people like we're seeing a yet another war, where it is just annihilation? The hatred is so much that mm. it is it has gone beyond the, any reasoning. It's just pure hatred. When somebody is in such loathing, such hatred, very often, it's not of just it's not of the people they're targeting it's of what lies within them yes and they're unwilling to look at what's within them because they just think let's obliterate everybody and i'll feel better right and we know that <laughs> that does not work it will just create more pain and more suffering and more bitterness and more vengefulness and more this or that all of the things that do not serve us and yeah. wars do nobody wins except no. for the few financial people that are making the weapons and their souls and hearts don't win folks <laughs> just right? the bank accounts but how do we get through to people that are living in such hatred that you you know they have an armor of it and it's so hard to kind of get through to them that really what they're doing is running from their own pain 
and annihilating everyone else and doing it. Yes, and it, it's often not hatred that they're running from. It's a, a strong, intense fear of my unknown. I cannot see anything that is familiar to me. And so I have to then create the same thing that is out there that I don't want. Does that make sense? But why do we do it? I mean, it's like the same way you've got people have been abused. Mm -hmm. And you think, they're, okay, they know the abuse. They know the suffering of it. They'll never do it to their own children, but they do. Right? Why? I know it's repetitive patterns. And if we don't take care of that patterning of that old programming, we're going to repeat it. But surely a, some things are obvious. It's a defense mechanism. And I can only do what I know. And all behavior serves a purpose. And maybe that purpose is to keep me safe. And so if I stay in the pain, I know that really well. I can be safe here. So I'm going to stay here and keep creating it. You're telling me to believe in happiness. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. That does not make me feel safe. So I'm going to dig my heels in and I'm going to stay here. And unfortunately, you know, say you can take a horse to water, you can't make it drink. But if I feel if you leave it there long enough, it's going to realize it's thirsty. Yeah. But it's, and I think, I think, I think we, it's truer of a horse than maybe of us humans. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, I've, I've seen so many people, though, that, you know, when they're ready, it, it does, you know, I need to drink. I need to drink of something different, of a new water. I need yeah. freshness, right? I need to breathe. I, I do need that something different. Would, would you and call it's that about the breaking allowing, point? Yeah. It, mm. It's, um, I call it not really a breaking point, but a giving in. Surrender. I like yeah, it's a giving in to the new person who's waiting to emerge. Right. Give in to that. Let yourself crack. All of those things are, you know, the, the turmoil, that kind of outlook in your life. You're not falling apart. You're falling together. It's yes. the debris of everything that's leaving. You didn't need it anyway. Right. And it's clearing that path for you. It's like the chicken coming out of the egg, right? I don't yeah, need the shell yeah. anymore. <laughs> That's right. Give in to that. Give in to the new thoughts, the new behaviors. Give in to feeling uncomfortable a bit because before you got to your comfort zone of whatever it is, you were uncomfortable. And then you lived that over and over, repetition through thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. Now you need to level up, go into a construction zone of yes. your own healing, and then become comfortable in that. You know, this, I think, where it comes back to the courage. The mm -hmm. courage to place value upon yourself. The courage to not use whatever's been done to you as an excuse to hold yourself back. All right? The courage to say, I know I'm more. I yes. know I can do better. I know I can have this abundant life. Uh, and that it may have been taken from me or suppressed from me, but I am that that sprout that's going to come through the cracks and I'm going to grow, but it comes down to how much do you want it? The three C's of living, compassion, commitment, right? And connection. 
Yes. Yes. And, you know, we're looking for that connection and that compassion um, all outside. And I think yes. it's like, no, just please spend it on yourself. In the please. healing, in those healing weeks, months or years, whatever it is, it, it's you that you need to heal. It's you that needs that love and that compassion. You know, yeah. uh, oh, why did I do that? I shouldn't have been angry then. It's like you were in response to what the situation was at the time from who you were at the time. Yes. Now you Me. know better, forgive, release, and embrace compassionately yourself in the knowledge you know now. Right? Because what we're seeing on the outside is so big because it's like, look, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just take that step. I mean, I kind of feel sometimes that's why possibly our bodies create an illness so that we finally look at ourselves and go, oh, I wasn't paying attention to me. I wasn't loving me well enough. So I gain extra weight. I have pain somewhere, right? It's, the body is a miracle. If you want to see a miracle, look in the mirror. If you want to feel a miracle, put your hand on your heart and breathe. Yes. Yes. I mean, you just think about it. Um, from a tiny little seed, we become this human being. And, you know, when we look at babies, I've got a six-month-old grandson and a two-and-a-half-year-old grandson. And, you know, you look at them and it's like from, you know, tiny little miracles from the moment they're born and you're watching them grow and you're watching them in discovery. And there's something absolutely wonderful about being a grandmother because you're seeing things from a different perspective, right? You're not right. in the day in, the day out. You can take that pause and time to watch them in a different way. And that wonderful self-discovery discovery of exploration of, oh, ah, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Things we take for granted. And I think it's like it's a renewal of our own heart and spirit of our own mm. mind it's a kind of a rebirth by looking at how they're in discovery and how could have we become complacent in our own lives or are we still in a wondrous state of mind yes and be curious be curious about what's happening because a curious mind is an open mind and a forever learning and forever growing and forever excited yes right? I also like to say, don't box yourself into, you know, a bad moment in your life with punctuation. Mm -hmm. How many of us say it was the worst moment ever, period? Yeah. Put commas there. Yes. Right? It was the worst moment, comma, however, yes. right? You know, even, I don't want to repeat this again. <laughs> yes, right? And, and that, that opens up your heart, too, to like, oh, there's more expansion in my life. I, I Okay, I can live with that. Instead, but we block ourselves, you know, into these little mind traps. I had a bad experience, so therefore I will never try it again. Right. Well, you know, yes, putting your hand in the sawmill, we don't want you to do it again. Thank you. You know, but you had a bad experience with one person, but that doesn't mean every person's going to give you a bad experience. So you're denying yourself experiences because you yeah. had one bad experience. Yes. And, you know, who were you at that time? You know, how did that person show up in your life? Were you aware of how you were feeling? Yes. 
And people show up in our lives as a mirror image of ourselves, right? Because like energy attracts like energy. So if you've got a moaner groaner in your life, you're just like. <laughs> right. Well, they show up to teach us who we need to be sometimes. And an observation of ourselves sometimes, that reflection we do not see in our own mirror. Yes. Right. Well, how many people use a mirror to look at themselves in the eye and say, I love you. You yes. look great today, kid. Right. Yes. But it's yes. like, oh, brush my hair, brush my teeth. Oh, okay. Off you go. We're not acknowledging the beauty and the gift of who we are. We're feeling our life experiences, but we're not allowing ourselves to feel apart from that yeah like, how do I feel in my heart okay so I have this stuff going around me it's bad I get that but me in my center I'm not feeling that yeah and that's what we kind of need to separate and I feel that's why we're so addicted to the use of technology right now again I'm not anti-technology but I'm not in, like again don't make it an addictive thing. Don't make it something that replaces. Use it as something that can enhance, that yes. can give you something, you know, um, that can broaden the mind yes. and the heart and the spirit, it can broaden the your, you know, your expression or, you know, what you're wanting to say. My entire life changed through the technology of podcasting, right? right? So that thing that it's how technology is not going anywhere. But how do we use that technology where it doesn't use us? Yes. And that's what I've written about in the chapter of the book that you'll have out. It's how to thrive internally in an external world. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I really want youth and young adults to recognize that you are in control of you. Mm -hmm. And when you sit down at the computer and you're playing a video game or whatever it is so that you can escape from, you know, whatever thoughts that you have going on, you need to recognize you are in control of that. Celebrate you. Take time. Take 15 minutes. If it's a game where it's levels, like what are you going to do when you achieve that level? And ground yourself and go, okay, here I am at the computer. I look out my window and there's trees. So isn't that great? There's a clock on the wall, right? Like ground yourself and know that I am in control of that computer. And I feel like that's a new language that we need to teach in schools to have youth realize and recognize that I don't need a computer to run. Or I need phone. the computer to create. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Again, an extension of your yes. creativity. Uh, something that enables your creativity. But your creativity must be the the direction or the dictation, right? right? Not the other way around. Um, but, you know, what we're seeing today is, of course, the phones. And, I'm, you know, what I'm – my own chapter is on observation of youth, of where have we gone wrong, that they're now coming out – and in fun, stabbing people, uh, mm. you know, and, and thinking that violence is okay. Where is their empathy? Where is their compassion? Uh, were they not taught it? Have they become so numb from it? How do we re-engage them? Uh, right. Back into feeling life. And yes, there's so much of COVID we can blame, right? There's that we, we're letting them down. What 
what we need to do is observe what's been missing from their lives that's mm. led them down this way because we do not need our youth out there feeling for fun. They can just kill people um, because they did it on a video game or they just felt like it or I didn't like that person or like, I dare you. No, yeah. <laughs> there's the value of life. And I feel that um, and in many ways, you know, against social media and things like this, absolutely anything technology, whether it's a car, whether it's a computer, whether it's a phone, it doesn't matter what it is, all has absolutely wonderful benefits in helping mm -hmm. our lives. But yes. like with anything else, misused, right. it, it can misplace, uh, misplace our own um, right or wrong or misplace a lot of things in our life. What we've seen now so much in society is headliners, the big sensation headline, TikTok right. 30 seconds of this, and it's all this likes, 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 and it's all yes. shallow, shallow, shallow. And what we're not doing, saying to people, your depth, I am not interested in. Right. And really, what we are all screaming about, give me more of your depth. But we've yeah. become such shallow people. And I think this is a, a real detriment to society. And we need to spend the time to get to know ourselves, to get to know each other, to look deeper than the sensational soul. Yes, I really like how, how you've put that. It'll be an interesting chapter to read. <laughs> Um, you know, it, there is a reason why I did this book is is because I do feel that we have let our children down. The reason we have so many dysfunctional adults today is because we have not brought them up in in a, in a way where they feel valued, they feel heard, they feel seen, or they feel that they're equipped. You know right. that you know education is only for the elite. Uh, you can only get into college if you got this money or those grades, and also they like you. You know, even having good grades doesn't mean that you're going to get in. You're only going to get ahead if. And it's, well, I'm too mediocre. I'm too, you know, mainstream. I'm never going to get anywhere because society has placed those standards. And this is where we're living so much on the outside life without living on the inside life. We've allowed the thoughts of other people's opinions, other people's perceptions, other people's dictation, society's dictation, and we molded ourselves after that. And we have ended yes. up with an empty society that's lost because they haven't gone in. And then We have adopted so many belief systems that are not our own. And when life gets heavy, we have to unpack that baggage yeah. and go, okay, how much of this is mine? I need to clean out that suitcase. Yes. Right? I need to clean out my mind. This is not serving me. It's not even my thought. It's something that happened 20 years ago that somebody told me mm -hmm. and I adopted it and believed it. Okay. Is it okay to let it go? Put it in the attic. Right? Obliterate. Right? <laughs> if it's not that serving, obliterate. You know, and I, Yeah, we don't need it anymore. We don't need it. You know, we we do this with computers when new program comes in, we have to get rid of an old one for the new one to come in. Right? And and you know, it doesn't mean that you have forgotten the old system because the old system is the basis for the new one. But you take yes. what's good from the old system, all right, and apply it to the new well, you don't take what's bad of the old system and keep on applying that. You know, our no. minds know better to do that. So why do we do it to ourselves? And, you know, if we're going to talk about computers and viruses, let the virus in your mind uh -huh. be healthy. 
Yes. Right. Let yes. let it now. Let it go around there. Let it open up some of those emotions that need to be opened up so that they can get out. Yes, and you know that that's the hostaging, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's the hostaging of that. Uh, are you holding yourself hostage to an old thought? Are you holding yourself sausage to a uh, sausage hostage to uh, to an old pain? And it's like uh, uh, you've given your control away mm -hmm. to to what to something that happened to you, right? right? And it's like you're allowing that to drive your car, and, yeah. and you're trusting that it's going to get you from destination to destination without a crash. Well, right. a crash is inevitable. <laughs> Take, get hold of the wheel. <laughs> right? Or yeah, or we give ourselves away to a person who's wronged us. Oh yeah, and then we think about it forever and ever, and it's like, is that person here today? And the majority of the time, they're not. Right? right. It's like they're not probably thinking of you anymore. Why are you holding on to them? Yes. And, you know, yes, you will have scars from certain relationships, all right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, just as I, I interviewed last week a tattoo artist who was a burn victim who used tattoos to cover their burns to redefine the story, oh, right? We can yeah. take those inner scars and redefine yes. what they are. You know, yes, um, they left me feeling like that, but I mm -hmm. picked myself up. I redefined how I wanted to feel. And I empowered myself. And every time you kind of a, a bad memory or trigger something comes up or something like is too much of the past there, doesn't mean you're going back in there. It's a reminder no. of how far you have come. Yes. Yeah. And to go like, oh, wait a minute. This is a gift that that memory is coming up. Yes. It's a gift and saying, do you want to open this door? Because you can leave it locked. <laughs> right? It's like locked it's your bolt. choice. <laughs> right? <laughs> And it doesn't mean that you, you can't acknowledge it. You know, you no. can, you know, I have people talking about things that have happened to them that are horrific. And the fact that they can speak about them today, yeah, but not be emotionally detached, I mean, yes. attached to them. Yes. So they can talk about it as I've healed. X, Y, and Z happened to me. Yes, it was horrible, but I am who I am today because I went through the process of my own healing yes. and I no longer suffer from that abuse uh, because I'm no longer attached to the emotion around it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. Doesn't mean it hasn't left physical or emotional scars, but I am in charge now. Yeah. And tell the story from in front of that moment. Yes. You know, look back, you know, as they say, we have a large windshield for a reason so that we can see everything in front of us. Yes. And we have a small little rear view mirror because we don't need to keep on seeing what's behind us. Take the lesson and let the rest go. Exactly. And that, I think, you know, the heart, the spirit, and the soul already know this and they're already wanting to do this, right? It's yes. the mind that gets in the way. Very true. You know, the mind kind of keeps sabotaging. The mind keeps kind of holding us hostage. And the heart's saying, no, trust, trust, trust. You know you feel better this way. Why are you letting yeah. the mind go back there? How do we talk to our mind in a way to say, look, I'm sorry, we've moved on. Can you move on too? <laughs> well, you know, you can treat it like a little kid. Mm. You can give it the name of somebody that you don't like. Right. And, you know, it's like when anxiety shows up, give it a name and say, OK, you know what? 
you need a nap. Go over to the corner. I'll pick you up later. And there really is something about getting it out from the inside and putting it out and yes. taking that break and go, okay, well, all right. Well, I don't need to listen to you right now. Think about it as something annoying. Give it a name and go, okay, go for your nap, go to the corner. It might sound silly, but these little techniques, if we practice them, they work. And they, they give us the pause in life. Yes. The, the I'm in charge right? Yes. You know, when I, when I, my own children and when I was a nanny, when kids were, you know, playing up, I would put them in the corner, but facing us. So we're mm. continuing to have fun and you're right. sitting there, not a participant of it. Would you yeah. like to join us? Okay. Then the attitude needs to change. Right. Right. So if you're going to come back to joy, you've got to be the joy. Yeah. Right. So I think that sometimes is the way we can treat, you know, those elements of ourselves like you know yes okay you've brought this up again all right yes I hear you you were hurt by that but if yeah. you want to be a part of my life today you've got to let that go and come and be part of the joy yeah what can you tell that pain so that it will stop hurting you yeah 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 I mean everything stems from that doesn't it you know the injured <laughs> child within the the yes. you know the, well, what is it it's everybody wants to be seen and to be heard and to know we count yes fundamentally that's the and to be loved and the ability to love but the most important is can you see me can you hear me do i count and right. i think most people feel broken because they don't feel seen they don't feel heard and they don't feel they're counted so it holds them back well, if you want to be seen and you want to be heard and you want to be counted, you have got to propel forward. Yes. And, you know, we also need to take responsibility, though, too, I believe, to allow people to talk about that emotion. Yes. You know, it's it's not always about, well, somebody's telling me something that has some pain. It's not always about flipping it to the positive or to the opposite it's like okay i'm going to sit beside you and i'll listen to that Spare and i see you through that yeah yeah okay now when you're ready are you curious about some you know strategies to get through it even more mm -hmm. right and I, I think we need to take responsibility for that as well because i've created a program for youth and one of the captions i have on it is to be seen, heard, and understood. Mm. And we need to be able to, and people need to be able to speak their pain. Yeah, It's just that we can't keep speaking it over and over, but they need the right and the, you know, the grace to be able to say, I'm hurting today, right? And I need to be able to understood that, okay, yeah, this is a part of me and I need to acknowledge it so that I can stop running from it and I can step in it, right? And go, okay, yeah, this is pain. All right, I'm still here. The world is still around me. Uh, maybe I don't want to feel it to this intensity right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with people that have decided to use their pain? I call it the violin syndrome, you know, feel mm -hmm. sorry for me. And the, the attention they get from other people is what they're now addicted to. 
So they're not yeah. going to make the effort to move forward and have somebody just comfort them through a moment of pain. They want people to comfort them all the time because they like the comfort. Well, that's okay. That's their story. I can choose to listen to that music, right? But I don't have to play the song. Yeah, right. Because, you know, I know for, I have a friend who, I, I actually had dismissed this person because it was, I clearly am not helping you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it looks clearly that you're unwilling to help yourself. So we're at an impasse. Right. We can't move forward. But my other friend now has become, and a whole family is being dragged into it, into this woman being constantly, every single day, every single day, there's something else wrong. Every single yeah. day. And it's draining. It is absolutely draining. And she is, you know, not only got one violin, she's got several going on. And my friend just feels guilty if she doesn't do something, right? And this is because this other woman is never, ever, ever going to do any healing for herself because yeah. she, she's literally ostracized people from because of this and, and doesn't see it. So it has it quintessentially become an addiction for her? Yes, and, and it really can. And I feel, and this is just me personally, it's not my responsibility to take that and to do something with it. It's my responsibility to acknowledge, to tell her that, you know, I, I hear you, I see you. I feel really bad that all of these experiences have happened to you repeatedly. I need to stand over here. Yes. And if you need me to extend a hand to you at some point, I will do that. Step forward. Right? <laughs> Step forward. And right now I feel you need your story as much as I need to be over here. Yeah. But I hear you and I will help you when you feel it's right to be helped. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, as I know, it's my friend is way too nice for that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, you know, so it, it it is a fine line, isn't it? But because it then sure is. that person always makes you feel that you're not responsible for any decision they make. And well, you know, and does that originate in your mind? Uh -huh. What you just said, or did it originate in your heart? Because yeah. if it originated in your heart you wouldn't be feeling guilty or responsible. Yeah. You yeah. know that you made the right heart-centered choice. Yes. As I'm probably a bit tougher because when <laughs> she used to call me every week and every week it would be starting off, oh, I'm going to jump off the bridge. And it'd be an hour and a half of just holding the phone while she's complaining. Nothing I said, nothing I did ever was heard, never applied, just, you know, just that. And I was going for my own stuff at the time you know, and mm -hmm. got saturated. And then one time she called again and I said, hang on, which bridge? And she goes, what? And I said, which bridge? What, what do you mean? Which bridge are you going to jump off? Well, I don't know. And I said, well, I need to know so that people can find the body. <laughs> she goes, mm. oh my. And I said, clearly nothing I say and nothing I do is helping you. If you are hell bent on jumping off that bridge, I can't help you. The only person that can is yourself. Yeah. And those are those are tough conversations for us to hear ourselves saying, mm. right? Yes, but yeah. I mean, for my own san sanctuary sanity at that time, I just couldn't take that anymore right. because it, well, it was for 
um, blood sucking of energy, right? Well, and, 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 it, it, and, so, and no responsibility on the other side to do their own healing. Yes, and it wasn't your responsibility to take it. Yeah. Because this is what we do, and this is what other people who are still learning their healthier journey do, is they want to give you these pieces. I want you to hold on to that. Yeah. If I hold on to it, you will never be whole and complete. Right. It will always be a missing piece. So I'm going to give that back to you. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want with yeah. it. I'll help you put that puzzle together when you're ready, but I'm not holding it for you. Exactly. And I think this is something that's really important for people to know because when, you know, I always say that if you are on your healing journey, it's going to take a lot of focus and a lot of energy for you to focus on you and what you need yes. uh, for you to replenish yourself, for you to find your path. And I think it's really quite essential of the people that are around you or not around you at that time. Right. Right. Because, again, when we're so busy looking at others, it's something is stopping us from yes. looking at ourselves. Yes. Right? You want people and... around you that you may not get what you're doing, but they still love and care for you. The last thing you need is people who want to hold you back or right. pull you back or criticize because that is a reflection of they don't want you to grow because you're going to leave them behind. Yeah. But you have yeah. to grow. So you have to be very choosy of who the people are around you. And, you know, I, for me, I, when I coach, I always say to people, make your world smaller during this time period. Just have the people around you that truly do care. Don't put yourself out. Don't volunteer. Don't go and do other things right now that require the bigness of you. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. wait till you wait till you're fuller. Wait till you're fuller. And in the meantime, though, don't live small. No, no. Right? It's just don't overextend. <coughs> right. Yes. Yeah. This isn't the yeah. time to go and say yes to this and that when that energy is going on yourself and it's all it's going to do is suck the energy out of you. Right. right. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's some greatness in small things. You right. don't have to go and do the big things. Yeah. And, and to recognize that with kindness, when we have people in our lives who are feeling like, oh, I'm being so drained. Okay. Why are they, why am I allowing them to take this? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And very often we're unaware. Yeah. We're simply unaware. Why, why have I got that reaction? <coughs> why have I got this and that? And, you know, and it's why, why, why? And, uh, you know, very often it's stop and think, well, what am I sending out? It's just attracting it. Yes, very good. Yes. You know, I yeah. thought I cleared that. Why am I still getting it back? Well, there's something in another compartment somewhere <laughs> that you haven't opened the door to. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's knocking. It's knocking. You, not just, you just went la, la, la. <laughs> so, you know, life is always a reflection of how we feel and what we put out. Right, it so, really is true. Yeah, you can be really tired of those types of books and messages, but it really is true. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, I do a lot of these type of shows where we're reiterating the same thing from, from right. a different perspective, different language, so to speak. But it's yeah. the same thing. And the bottom line of it is you can't escape from yourself. You can't outrun yourself. You can go to the far ends of the earth. Guess what? You're going to be with yourself. At yes. some point, you have to stop and face 
what is it that I don't like in my life or about my life or even about me? And what am I going to do about it? It's like the old saying, wherever you go, there you are. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so you may as well face yourself. Right. Because it's, yeah. it, it just, it gathers more moss, the more you try and run from it and it gets heavier and heavier. So you may yes. as well just, you know, deal with it before it gets, weighs you down. You are creating you and you are creating the perfect experiences for you to learn how to get back to your core right. and your core is your heart. Yes. So how can we condemn ourselves? Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. if, if, yeah. You know, we are the universe. Exactly. And exactly. so we can't run from that. You can't run from who you are. You can't hate for who you are. And what you can hate your perception of yourself. Yeah. Which a lot of people do. But how about you just change your point of view on you? How about change mm -hmm. your perception? Instead right. of looking at yourself from this angle, how about just go around the other side and see yourself yeah. from a different angle? <laughs> you know? Because if you're looking at yourself from the exterior, that lens is clouded by uh -huh. everybody else's opinions that you have adopted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, you know, this is this is the thing is you want to get yourself to the stage in life where you know you're living your life and being who you are and doing what you're doing from a place of soul heart center. Right? Yeah. That this is your truth. This is who you are unapologetically. Yes. Right? People and, and... will take you and leave you and it won't matter. You are who you are. You found that self-love. And you love what you're doing and who you are. And yes, yeah. it's a journey to get there. But my God, is it worth it when we do. Right? <laughs> yeah. So that you can look back and go, oh, wow. I sure created some stupid things. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and chuckle about it. And go, yeah, but I did that. And if I can create that kind of mess and have it work out, I can create something beautiful and yes. have it feel even better when it works out, right? So yes. I'm a master of my creation, no matter which way I look at it. Whichever way you look at it. So why not feed? Yeah. But feed the brighter side, right? Feed the brighter side. Because, you know, um, for a long time, I was in the dark as an escape. And I could see the, the light beckoning me. And I didn't want to come out. Life yeah. was too hard out there. And when yeah. I finally did, I was kind of blinded by the light, felt like I was being chased by the shadows of the dark. When now I'm such a peace with myself, I can go into the dark anytime for I am the light. Yes, I've, I've faced many things like that, too. And I've come to understand that there was more darkness inside of me. Yes. Yes. Right. There was more uncomfortableness in there than it was what I was looking out because I have to remember when I'm looking out, I'm also looking out from the extension of how I'm feeling and living yeah. inside. Perception. Right. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, I'm still creating my world wherever you exactly. go. There you are. <laughs> so, you know, basically take a clear canvas. Right. Yes. Paint the canvas as you want to see it, as you want to feel it. Right? Yeah. And invite that darkness to come and join this picture. <laughs> oh, yes. And 
no matter where you're at in your life or what you're experiencing, there's always somebody who has experienced it as well. You're yes. never alone. Never. And we have to reach out and that's where we cannot keep ourselves small. No. Who do I know? Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and be aware and be observant of after I ask that question, who shows up in my mind? Yes. To make me also realize, okay, I'm not alone. You know, somebody smiled at me at the grocery store the other day. Maybe I'll hang out there. <laughs> right? <laughs> and how about we smile? Because yeah. when we smile, we engage smiles. Yes. And how then we take it next further. Hi, how, how's the day going? Well, <laughs> I study Spring Forest Qigong, and one of the acronyms within that is to uh, is to smile because it stands for Start My Internal Love Engine. I love that. That's fantastic. Great. Yeah, and you know, just how much does a smile beget a smile? Yeah, you know, and you know one one thing about qigong, which if people don't know about, it, it's a kind of a form of tai chi, but everything is slow and deliberate movements. You are conscious yes. of every movement. You're in a different flow, so it's purposeful. And I think that sometimes that's something that we need is to slow down and be purposeful in every moment. See every single little thing in front of us. Feel every little thing. You know, slow it right down, because then we pay more attention to it. Right. And once you notice that, you know, it's kind of like when you're driving and they have those, you know, speed things, what do they call them speed on the bumps. side of the road, right? Yeah, so that, right. yeah, so that if you're falling asleep and you go over too far, oh, it right, brings you curve. back. The curve, yeah, yes, yeah. Right, they have, they have those little lines on, on the highways. And so your feelings are the same way, mm-hmm. right? Once we start observing and noticing everything, it's like, oh, speed bump, okay, don't like that. I got to yeah. come back to center, right? Yes. Just do that. You don't yeah. have to say, oh, well, there's fear. I better jump in and figure out what that story was. So just know that it was there and move it out of the way gracefully. Slow down enough to know, is this fear something I really need to pay attention to? Yeah. You know, is it something that really is dangerous for me? Or is it a fear coming inside from something that once happened to me or may happen to me? Or, you know, the hysteria of the world has said it's going to happen to me, but really there is no danger. Right. Or is this a new fear because I've leveled up and I'm starting to create a new comfort zone? I think it's also, you know, what are we afraid of? Unknown. But isn't the exploration and the discovery, our own self-discovery, discovery of meaning of life, our meaning of life, our purpose of life, isn't that exciting? So perhaps if we change fear to excitement, we might see it differently. Also, yes, and also every day is an unknown. Yes. We just believe it to be known because we live our life based on a linear time clock of habits. Well, at 7 o'clock I'll do this, at 8 o'clock I'll do this, and it makes us seem that every day is known. But within that, you do not know how the world is going to show up for you or how you're going to show up for the world. Little did we know four years ago that the entire world would be all shut down at the same time. Right. Never happened in the history of time, probably will never happen again. Yeah. Little, if you had said to people, there's going to be something happening that's going to shut the whole world down at the same time. Yeah, right. Never going to happen. None of the countries will agree. Right. right? And here we are. Yes. For good or for bad, COVID, 
It had its bad things, obviously, but it also had some good. It slowed us down. It made yeah. us reevaluate life, made us relook at our own life, be more grateful for life. Am I following a mindless path? And I've got time to pause to really look at my life now and go, it's not really what I want. It really made us question our belief systems and what we believed was true right i mean like on all levels <laughs> yeah i mean like for example before covid the medical world you must come to the doctor's office i can't phone you and yes. look at how we built a whole life of believing that that was the only way to live and then covid happens and it's like okay the doctor is phoning you to yep. do a phone consult right so now it's like yeah, we have a million people without doctors. That's the only way to talk to a doctor now is through Zoom. <laughs> so, really? The thing is, I think also the word flexibility, mm -hmm. right? Just because you were comfortable with your life and now it feels uncomfortable because changes have happened. Resistance is futile. Go with yeah. the flow. Take If you are strong and, and rooted in your life, then, you mm -hmm. know, your branches are going to go with the flow without breaking. But if you're yeah. too rigid and unwilling to change or, or adopt or adapt to new systems, those branches will snap. Yeah. It really is that simple. It is. <laughs> Dare we say. <laughs> Everything is simple when we break it down. Mm -hmm. But I believe our minds like to complex things. Yes. Because that keeps us safe. Does it, right? though? And, and, and again, <laughs> we well, think it does. <laughs> the complexity of things, you know, because then we'll get into analysis paralysis. So mm -hmm. if I can make it be really complex, I can give myself a reason or an excuse for not taking steps. Yes. Oh, I don't know where to go. It's too much to do. It's scary over there, blah, blah, blah. Well then the mind is giving you a lot of, you know, avenues to stay where you are. Excuses. Yeah. Excuses. We're paralyzing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? We're, we're yes. like, just take a deep breath. If you travel within the center and the core of your being, yeah. you will be safe on your travels. Yeah. But it requires you to go in there to get centered with your core and your being, to be at peace with yourself, to be at purpose with yourself, to be to resonate in that ball of love, kindness, caring, compassion, uh, communication, uh, and to be that person. We don't want you to do, we want you to be. Yes, that's right. Yeah, be, be and feel. Yes, feel the beingness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it all sounds like a lot of work. And initially, until you get into the flow of it, it is because you're changing patterns. Yes. Receptors. But if the more and more you do something and the more and more comfortable you are with it, the more and more it just becomes part of your nature. Right? So well, anger became part of your nature in the yeah. beginning, right? You yeah. weren't born an angry little baby. Yes. <laughs> you know, give me that bottle or else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But we practiced it and we yes. saw it modeled and we accepted it. Yeah. Right? And so that became easy. And so, so can switching back to living a more bump free life. 
You just have to start practicing it again. Right. And, you know, the thing is, you know, there's somebody on that this week that talked about, which uh, was somebody I'm going to be interviewing called about the 10%. There's the 10% of stuff that's happened to you in life that will always travel with you. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't have to have the power over you. Right. It is the experience of what's made you. It is um, maybe the scars or maybe, you know, just the, obviously the the redefining of or the defining of who you are right but that 10 percent is something there to always either remind you guide you or perspective of where you've been and how far you can go is what are we feeding the other 90 percent right and i think that's the thing that we need to look at shoot happens in life right we're Mm going to land on our backside we're going to maybe even get kicked but how do we get back up how do we That's get right. back up? How do we stand on our own feet? How do we take ownership of our own lives and yeah. go with the flow of who we really are and yeah. be that person unapologetically coming from love? Because when yeah. you come from heart and love, then you're going to find that meaningful purpose. You, you really will. And sure, we're not discounting struggles. We're nope. not saying nope. that, you know, there's never going to be a struggle again in your life. It's just, you can switch the perception, you can change the lens, Um, probably giving myself away for age, but to me, it's like looking through a kaleidoscope and and you turn it and there's all those little segmented pieces. And if I keep turning it, there's a beautiful picture there. Yes, exactly. All those wonderful little segments create, I call it flawsome, flawsomeness, you know, like, we all have flaws about us, but a diamond with a flaw is worth more than if it's yes. polished. So those flaws have, have become our quirks, become part of our personality, become part of our beautiful picture. Why don't right. we be awesome in our flaws? So let's be yeah. awesome. And the diamond shines when the debris is brushed away. So exactly. Let exactly. it go, right? Let yes. those experiences go, those old beliefs and those old thoughts. Yep. And as I said, now and again, they will come up and you have a look at them and go, okay, why are you here? I didn't make an appointment with you. Why are you here? Yeah. All right. Is there something I need to be paying attention to? Have you just popped in uninvited? Right. <laughs> you, know, I, don't, you know, have a look at why it's there and, uh, and then go, thank you very much for the reminder. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. The, the four G's of giving, give away thoughts, behaviors, attitudes that no longer believe that are serve you. Give in to the new person who's ready to, you know, show up, right? Give thanks and have gratitude. Gratitude is huge. I think when we step into gratitude, we just look at everything from different lenses. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a a very long and and deep journey for me. And I'm so grateful for it because... I can look at people who have done some pretty big wrongs and I can look at them and go, what a beautiful gift I have from that. And that takes a lot of work, a lot of standing in front, right? And and, and it can be done. Exactly. And that's the beautiful of it. You know, just reading a bit of, you know, your story, that one thing, definitely, we've got a few things in common, but one of them was loneliness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, I've I had my, I've just written my memoir. My brother was editing it for me, and he goes, "Gosh, you talk about loneliness or not?" And I said, "Because yeah. it's the thread that's gone through my life." 
yeah. I was a sickly person in a white room, lonely, right? Uh, uh, was lonely at school because I was different. I was lonely in my marriage. Uh, and just that loneliness because of not being seen for who I am. Yeah. Right? And that is something like, no matter, do I have to bend and become something different for you to see me? Well, try that. Didn't work. Right. But I lost myself. And then yes. when you finally come back to yourself and you go, okay, I will travel alone and gather who I gather along the way. But I'm with self. I'm with universe. I'm with love. I am no longer alone. That's right. Well, I can be alone, but there's a difference between being alone and lonely. So exactly. now I can travel alone yes. and still feel connected. Yes. Yes, I I like being alone with self. Oh, me too. In fact, I was probably, you know, a, a small percentage of those people in COVID. It was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> Done that, been there. Yes, <laughs> you know, I just became I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the thing, to be at peace with, with oneself. Mm -hmm. You know, to be comfortable with oneself. You know, um we felt lonely because we didn't feel seen or heard. Did we, did we see ourselves? Did we hear ourselves? Yeah. You know, where we so busy trying to fit in that we yeah. lost our own identity. And then when we come to who we are, why we are, you know, then we're at peace with that. And that loneliness is, it doesn't mean that everybody else is still going to see you, but no. it, it means that I'm not going to switch lenses every moment for you to try and see me. I am what I am, as Popeye says, so you can take me or leave <laughs> <That's> me. <right. laughs> and if yeah. I keep my lights on, the right people will see exactly. me. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, that is, be that light, you know, that shines bright for others. And, and it, you know, if they come to you, it's because they feel the vibration. But yeah. all, all we can be is that vibration and not change our vibration to appease others. Have oh. them rise up to you right yes yeah that's right how people meet you where where you're at yes or at least within a proximity yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not bending into a pretzel anymore <laughs> that's right yes <laughs> and you know that was such a waste of time and really kind of why do i do these shows i do them and why are we doing this book is because we want to prevent people from going down this road earlier yeah. you know and and find that love within themselves find you know that compass that heart and soul direction and let their mind speak to them in a way that is going to propel them forward and not hold them back and you well, know we, and we it's want people to, to feel yeah. that when they get to our age <laughs> right yeah and it's to be able to hear the wisdom and the vibration of what you're reading yeah. and to realize you know what these are real people you know oh, I can identify with that story. Well, if they did it, maybe I can do it. And right? you know, it doesn't it, matter what age we are. I've just had no. my 69th birthday. It doesn't matter. It's, that it's about experience. And, yeah. you know, whether my experience was slightly different due to technology or times, it was still an experience that somebody else younger is going to go through. All right. So that relatability, you went through it, you did what, you are where now? Yeah, you know, maybe this is a path I need to follow. That's right. And, you know, if, if people realized how the empathy where that came from in people and the depth where that came from in people, they would not need to be jealous. They would right. feel empowered by them. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like because people, in the water's great. <laughs> yeah. People who are speaking that wisdom have 
done the work to get out of the hole. Yes. Yes. Right. right? Exactly. And, and they know they, they've had to put those incremental steps, right, to get out of that hole. Exactly. Be willing to do the work. Invest in yourself. Be proactive in your own life and work from the inside out. Yes. <laughs> Give people hope. And, you know, to me, that's an acronym. Helping other people evolve. Yes. And that's where the joy is, right? Mm -hmm. Helping other people evolve. Now, sure you've is. got quite a number of services. You've got the Black Sheep Academy, hypnotherapy. You've written children's books, uh, published works. Uh, available for workshops and and uh, and sessions and voiceover and acting work. So if somebody is interested in coming to you to take a course on something, what is it that you're offering, hon? I offer um, packages of what is called subconscious release technique. Um, and that is just a very simple way to be able to see how the story that we're telling in the current moment is connected to something in the past. It's an old vibration. And you do it through kinesiology, deep breathing, and gratitude. Mm. You're not going back. You're not staying stuck there forever. There isn't pain involved. And it transports people in so many different areas of their life. Yeah. And it's so quick and, and amazing to do. And I, all of these modalities, I started assisting and offering it to others because they made such a huge difference in my life. Yeah. And I, because it made such a profound difference and I could see the value of it, I want to be able to show others who have a curious, open mind what it can do for you too. Because, you know, like, you know, we've had a beautiful conversation and it's not like this has always been my life, the way that I'm talking today. But, you know, it was five years ago. So as you'd mentioned earlier, when you were introducing to me, I recently spoke at Cambridge University. Mm. Um, I was there, I'm 63 now. I was there when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that I was setting my life up to be on this journey, to stand on that stage that many years later to share people how to move from poverty consciousness to wealth consciousness, right? And so it's like all of the gifts and, you know, it kept leading me back to more modalities for training, for healing. When I really started, you know, six years ago, that's when I allowed myself to be free of everything. Mm -hmm. And I stopped defining myself by numbers. Yes. So, you know, at 59, I started, you know, acting. I have an agent. I've been in a music video. I've directed. I've been in commercials. I've written motivational books. I've written children's books because I got out of my own way. Yeah. And I want other people to see it doesn't matter the numerical age. Start from somewhere and yes. start from who you are. I started this journey at the age of 57. I'm doing it now 11 and a half years and apps found my path, completely right. found my path. And it's, there is, I, it, the oldest person I've interviewed was 92, who'd started her own TV station and a couple of years before taking a new lover. So, um, you know, it's yeah. life, is, life is what we make it. 
right? Oh, it's how do we feel? How do we, what's our attitude? What's our gratitude? Yeah. Over life, you know, and, and don't be, you know, don't be scared to, to swift, swift lanes and, and go in a different direction. I mean, had you told me I was going to be doing podcasting, and I actually saw a reader in 2010, and she said, you're going to do something online internationally that's going to save lives. And I was involved with a quantum electric motor at the time, and I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, two years later, I was doing this, and I have literally had people say to me, you know, this show pivoted my life or changed my life. And, and that is, you know, you have no control of how people are going to receive things. But I right. think that when you put things out with the love intent, yes. love and caring, that's what people pick up. And people say to me, who do I interview? And I say, those with heart. Those with right. heart. Those that come yeah. from the heart. Because if you come from the heart, then people are going to feel you. Yes. And if they feel you, they hear you. That's right. And they're also healing themselves. They're hearing themselves, yes. right? Yes. So if I can hear you, it means because I can hear myself. I can hear my language, right? I can hear my journey and I can hear the, the evolving of it. And I can accept it with love and grace. I can hear what it is I need to hear. I can yes. listen to what I need to hear. Yes, I would say, listen, learn and apply. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and so quickly tell us about your children's books and your other books and how people get hold of those. Yes, um, they're all available on Amazon, or you could email me and I would send you an autographed copy if that was something that you felt tickled your fancy. <laughs> uh, I have written a book called Dias for Dementia, mm -hmm. and it was, I never set out to write a book about dementia. I couldn't sleep one night and my dad did pass away with complications of dementia, but that was not, uh, you know, a motivating factor to write it. I couldn't sleep. I started doodling. I thought I'm just going to write. And there came the children's book. And I wanted it because children in that time, they're scooted away and they just yes. want an answer. And so I used um, a, universal symbol of the traffic light to be able to explain how signals get mixed up mm. so you know that was my gift for you know what children just need some kind of an answer because in that kind of a diagnosis of disconnect it's so important to keep family connected absolutely and then absolutely. i've written two other children's books one is a, a the book and the other is an activity book and it's based on the story of I am, and whatever you tell yourself after that empowers you. So it's a little rhyme, and it's really about, well, the gift is was right there within you. Who do you want to be? And with that children's book, I really wanted to have it represent different children that we don't often see in yeah. books. So somebody who is different races, right? somebody who has different body types. I, I wanted to chill more children to be able to look at it, go, oh, look, that's me. I can say I am special or unique, right? Yes. And then I have, um, I'm part of a best-selling international motivational compilation book. That's a tongue full. It's called <laughs> Business Life in the Universe. And these are stories from people who have lived the journey and want to give back. 
And the last book was volume 10. It's compiled by Corey Poirier. And it was co-authored with Marie Diamond from The Secret Fame. Wonderful. So um, I have two different aspects of my journeys that I've talked about so that people can, you know, reach in and read and go, okay, <clears throat> there is somebody else's life that, you know, maybe was worse than mine. And they did it, so maybe I can too. Right. Exactly. And of course, you're a part of our Forgotten Children. Um, yes. Championing change, raising tomorrow's children, the insights from the front lines, from um, contributing authors. And I'm very delighted to have you there because this is what it's about. It's about sharing the information. And, you know, that information becomes something then that, um, you know, inspiration begets invitation. And when people know you know, when people have learned something they didn't know before, when they're aware of it, it invites them to care. And, yes. you know, what we've all done is we've, you know, put out what the problem is, but we've put out our perspective of what the solution is. And what right. we're doing is inviting conversation, inviting yeah. people to kind of be a part of it. Well, this is our perspective. This is what we see from, from whatever, whatever avenue we come from. Yeah. Uh, what do you see? And, you know, I'm encouraging people. There will be a webinar coming out soon with all of the authors. We can get to meet them. Uh, and when the book is out, we encourage you to have a book party. All right, everybody read it. And then converse, talk about it. Maybe each week take a different chapter and, you know, talk about what was your perspective? What would you do differently? What could you integrate in your whole society? Because right. this is what we want. We don't want to be best-selling list. No, we want to have arms around the world. We want this to ripple out in conversation because through conversation comes solutions. Maybe what we're looking for with the gift of this book is to have it be the best feeling. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and, and reach for those, yeah, to have that dialogue and say, what was your takeaway? How can you apply yeah. it in your current life moving forward? Exactly. Exactly. Right? And that's really very, very important because with us is that, you know, we understand there is no escaping the problem, right? No. The problem is there in life. It's there. But there is always a solution. And it, are we willing to see it or are yes. we willing to investigate where it is? Are we willing to converse about it? Right. Just as we've conversed today, this is what I'm inviting people to do, because the only way we see change is if we become the change. And we have yes. to be aware of what the change is that's needed. Very true. Yeah. So, my darling, how do people get hold of you? What is your site? What is the best way of getting hold of you? And if they want to sign up for any course, have you as a speaker or anything else? What's yes, the best way? Yes, my, my website is Echo of Yes. Very simple. E-C-H-O-O-F-Y-E-S. And then you put in the H-T-T-P. Uh, I love to speak. I travel around the world internationally and within, you know, Alberta and Canada. I'm there to do, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one workshops or speaking from the stage. So, you know, from my home to yours, let love be your anchor. Yes, please, please, <laughs> please. So it's echoesfyes.com. Uh, her books are there, but you'll also see them on the show page, public speaking, everything else. And, you know, folks, it's um, we do these shows to share, again, our opinion, you know, uh, and to share what, uh, you know, what we've 
what we've learned in life and how to pass it on. Again, we've invited you to listen, to learn from it, but also apply. If there's yes. one thing, just apply something that you've learned here today that was in our home moment. Don't just go, aha, and then move on. Go, aha, what do I do with it? Because yes. that's what it was here to do. And, you know, if we all just step up to listening more, participating more in our own lives, paying attention to those signs that come along the way, they could be in a form of a podcast, folks. You never know. <laughs> and it's all about what direction can I go in that better serves me so I am better able to serve others. Yes. Make choices for who I wish to be. Exactly. Thank you so much again for here today. You'll be coming back with a, a short show on your chapter. There's a lot more to come. Webinar with the authors. And come January, there'll be question, a uh, paid question answer period. We'll be going to be putting on a whole event there. And there's a lot more to come. And of course, the chapters themselves. You've heard Laurie here today. And I know you're dying to read her chapter. And of course, you can go to the orchardofwisdom.org slash forward our forgotten children book that is where you can support the book we are funding this ourselves but all of the money raised from the book then gets distributed amongst the authors for organizations they're supporting to keep that support going what is the organization that you're going to be supporting laurie yes i've chosen an organization through unicef and um it is to work in particular um countries to help eliminate um, child trafficking. Oh, yes. I've done too many shows on that. It's horrendous yes. what's going on. Yes. Horrendous. And yeah. Not talk. So about we, we really do need to, you know, be in the countries in the world and the mindsets where there's poverty and loneliness and confusion and help people be seen, heard and understood. Right. And we also need to actually understand that sexual prowism especially of innocence um, is a disease and it's a disease that needs to be dealt with and not just brushed onto the carpet. So yes. yeah, it's, uh, it's another one on the list for down the road, <laughs> another book. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. So many books to come, but it's all about addressing what we can do better because we always can. We always can. Don't rest on your laurels. Enjoy your moment and your accomplishment where you're at, but there's always somewhere else to go. Because that's yes. called advancement. That's called exploration. That is called self-discovery of who am I going to be tomorrow? So thank you so and it's much. Called purpose. It's all purpose. It's to grow. <laughs> it's to grow. It's not to stagnate and ferment. No, it is to grow, folks. And and the more we learn, we're never too old to learn and never too old to to be a part of something. It's um in fact, with age, it's a gift because we have a better understanding of who we are and why we are and what we're doing. And we give our all when we do it. So, right. So never give up, never give in, folks. Just keep on moving forward. So and uh, thanks so much, Laurie. Please, folks, look at her site, check out her books. And of course, um, much more to come from her down the road. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. 
Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.